your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. BGK falls in L.A. to the Kings 4-2, and they played most of the game, minus a couple of defensemen, more injuries for the Golden Knights. We check in on Laurent Brassois' progress in the AHL, and we preview VGK against the Ducks on the road tonight, tail end of the back-to-back, who is going to be in the lineup for the Vegas Golden Knights. Hi again, everyone. I'm Tony Cardasco, along with Chris Golick. Follow us on Twitter, at LockdownVGK, at TDChrisG, that's him. I am at Tony Dasco. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, Locked On Golden Knights. And Chris, last night, Philip Deneau, a goal and two assists, leading the way for the Kings over VGK. And now they cut into the lead in the Pacific Division. It's down to three points. The Golden Knights have the game in hand. And goal scored for the Golden Knights by former Kings. Michael Amadio, his (laughs) third goal in three games. Unbelievable. Braden McNabb, And the third former King, Alec Martinez, was injured in the game in the first period. It looked as though he took an Alex Iafalo, um, a slap shot off of his right ankle from what we saw. Uh, Danil Marimanov, uh, he went off the ice. He was hit in the face with a puck. Injuries continued to be a problem for the Vegas Golden Knights. But there were a lot of other issues last night in this game for the Golden Knights. Yeah, I mean, it it seemed like the the reaction was room temperature from the game. Like people didn't seem too bothered by the loss. Uh, Even Cassidy's post-game presser, he alluded to the team had chances to win, which I'll buy into some of the opportunities the team had. I'm not buying the first two goals. Miramanov with a blind behind the net, no look pass, hoping to connect. Um, And then just a series of poor things happened on the second goal where ultimately VGK a couldn't clear the zone with having possession of the puck and then get caught flat-footed as uh, they just get a tap. And I think that was the, uh, the Deneau goal. Mouthful, easy for me to say. Third goal, whatever, just bad luck. Petrangelo bats the midair. Mark Stone blows a wheel using uh, using the way Cassidy explained it. Bad luck, fine. I'll, I'll give him that goal. But I don't know. I, I was not terribly impressed with the game. I don't think I was as high on the game as Cassidy was. Just two, same thing. I mean, I can't tell me tell you how many times I've put out there in some of my tweets about the games and stuff like that, doing the little things right. You do the little things right, the big things come, and that's any level. doesn't matter if it's, uh, you know, my son out there on the ice at Lifeguard or uh, the National Hockey League. Just do the little things right, take care of things at home, <clears throat> and good things happen. No one's going to be perfect. Like, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves here. But I don't think that was that good of an effort last night. I don't. Yeah, and VGK, once again, there's excuses from the broadcast side. Always, it's either injuries. Last night, it was bad ice. And you had the lead. Who cares? You had the lead. Like, there's no excuses. There's none. And both teams have to play on that same ice surface. So that was not a legitimate excuse. And I just, it it just gets old. And you follow, you know, goes top shelf. Uh, Stone fell down. And again, I thought Petrangelo was even late getting back defensively, but it was a fine play. Give credit to the Kings last night, and the Golden Knights need to get things together because they play a tail ender tonight. They're going to be in Anaheim, 
And so yesterday we went on to Cap Friendly and we saw uh, Ron Bjork, Pahal, who I thought played pretty well last night, mm-hmm. and Dorofeyev, um, that they were going back to the AHL. And then yesterday afternoon, they were reinstated, I guess brought back up to the Golden Knights level. Paper move, paper move. <laughs> Jonathan Marchessault so is on this road trip. Can we expect him to play tonight? I don't think he's making the trip if he was he's rehabbing. Yeah, right. He's there, so he might as well play, right? He's got. I would assume that was the hope, and they probably. I mean, it's actually if he plays tonight, it's actually pretty good strategy, right? You whatever his injury is, you don't want to push him too hard. You hope to steal the game against the Kings. Unfortunately, that's not the reality. So March still comes in tonight. You hope uh, his spark, his the fact that he didn't play uh, the previous night, he'll have plenty of energy. You hope his spark is enough to get the two points that they just got to have tonight. If they fall tonight to Anaheim, that would certainly not be the starts um, to the post-Christmas campaign that we had wanted. And then we're staring down the barrel all of a sudden of a three-game losing streak because we got a home game on Saturday. And I don't know. I don't know. Who knows what happens at home anymore? So VGK are ready without the likes of White Cloud and uh, Theodore. Theodore. And now... Uh, last night, Martinez injured in that first period, which they never recognized on the TV broadcast. LA caught it. I was on the LA side. LA, the LA, LA side caught it. Uh, the VGK side didn't know till the they didn't even notice till the third period. And they go, "Oh, we just found out." Like, okay, but you could notice because he wasn't out there at all. And they even had mentioned, "Well, maybe they'll get you know a third goal." Martinez, the former King, will score a goal for the Golden Knights. In any Oops. event, uh, yeah. So now. How do they make up for the loss of Martinez if he cannot go tonight? Uh, the good news for the Vegas Golden Knights is that if they do need a call-up, right down the road in San Diego, you've got the Silver Knights playing. It's an hour-and-a-half drive you know, up from San Diego to Anaheim or thereabouts. So they can just pull somebody if they need to last minute. So what about Ben Hutton? Resource. I think uh, Ben Hutton's been scratched the last couple of games, so I think that's the chalk. Yeah, he's on the road with them. Yeah, that's very true. So Ben Hutton is there. and Ben Hutton, and they might call up like Korzak or something like that. So they have someone in the box just in case um, Mm. something happens. However, the rules work to get someone in in an emergency situation. So, again, maybe a little bit of luck there, I guess, that that Henderson's right down the street, so to speak. But, you know, injuries, excuses. I mean, no one wants to hear it. No one really is going to acknowledge it anymore because it does happen to every team, but I do feel VGK is maybe on the wrong side of variance all of a sudden. I mean, let's go back. So I have been very happy with McCrimmon as a general manager from beginning to to now. Um, I've liked the rosters he's put together last year. Bad luck. We can agree they are on the wrong side of the, the injury variance bug excuse. No reality. Yes. So one of the concerns that I did have was basically by the age of the roster. You know, I said many times, if things are going well and we're winning with this roster, everything is good, but there could come a time as the season progresses. You know, some of these players are older. They could get injured more frequently. Whatever the free, whatever the reasoning is that these injuries are happening, they're happening. Now, it seems like these aren't, and I don't know how else to say this, these aren't old man injuries in the sense that, you know, people's bodies are breaking down. Mark Stone, maybe a little bit, and old man injuries in the right way to say that, just his body is old. He's been through a lot. Um Martinez taking one off the ankle. 
bad luck. Now, Martinez puts himself in that spot, but it doesn't matter who you are. You're going to get hurt if you take enough shots to sensitive areas. And the upper ankle, that's a terrible. There's no pad. You have the skate, but the skate's not going to save you a whole lot in a spot like that. Zach Whitecloud, someone falls on him. Bad luck, whatever. Shea Theater goes knee on knee in a clean play. That's bad luck. So, you know, yes, there's a lot of bad luck happening. And is this on McCrimmon right now? No, but the season's not over yet either. We have a long way to go. And you hope luck comes on the VGK side as far as all these injuries go. But I do wonder what the year over year comparison is on man games lost. And I wonder how close to last year's path we are on. And the the depth of this team is being tested. We did like the depth. We did mention the depth, but the second wave of depth we like. The third wave of depth is is the AHL. And last time I checked, it's hard for an AHL team to compete with a National League team. So hopefully uh, VGK can stay in enough games. Hopefully a game like tonight where the Silver Knights should be able to beat the Anaheim Ducks. You know, you lock up these points. You got Nashville coming on Saturday. Uh, Cody Glass revenge game. There we go. We got the Cody Glass revenge Mm -hmm. tour on Saturday. So, you know, hopefully we can weather that storm. Yeah. And again, though, you know, it's the same old story where they've been in these games. Okay. They had an opportunity to even steal a point in last night's game. And then, of course, misfortune, what have you, whatever you want to call it. But they're right there. It's the same thing that we saw last season with DeBoer, even though they have all these injuries. In spite of the injuries, you know, they're still in games. They're, they had the opportunity to steal a point at the very, very least in the game last night. I want to talk about Braden McNabb. His first goal since last April the 9th against Arizona And I went back, I think it was his first goal in 46 games. And Riley Smith with an unbelievable pass between the legs. So that was one of the highlights I thought of the game last night. And I liked how they were attacking the net as well, the Vegas Golden Knights. It was fun. If you go back on um, NHL.com or through the VGK app and watch the recap, I think the third replay of the McNabb goal like you're just watching him like what the heck is he doing coming in from the blue line there and I think whoever the forward was assigned to that area is like you're not supposed to be going in the net what are you doing stop it and there he is for the tapping right there I was uh I was opening packs of cards but I had my tv on so like if this is where I'm supposed to be staring as I'm focusing on opening my cards my head is kind of over here as I'm opening cards and looking like oh okay and then on the replay that was Braden McNabb what the heck is he doing down there but you know credit McNabb for getting himself in the right place at the right time and we need we need more of this stuff right Tony we need more goals from places you don't expect them we need more good things I mean you need a lot of good things to happen when you have this many injuries, even against the Ducks tonight. Even that, even though the Ducks are the Ducks, they're still an IHL team, and uh, they have a lot of great players. They do have a lot of great forwards in particular, and it's not going to be a layup right now. Nothing's going to be a layup for the VGK until they get back to health, and even then, the second period is still a problem. Yeah, and the, the third line still no productivity. Um, Braden Pahal, four shots. He played pretty well. Yeah, from everything I, I like this I game in the third period, definitely. Yeah, so he picked up his game. Anything else to close out uh, the recap of the Kings game last, last night? Last two and a half minutes sucked. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. Like, they no real high-quality grade-A scoring chances with the goalie pulled. Um, you know, like, I, I, it would have been nice to see some of that push. Like, so the difference, Tony, when I'm at the game on Friday, uh, the, 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 the St. Louis game, right? They're losing in the end, but 
there was a feeling because they were pressing and Bennington was making some saves. He didn't have a good, he, he didn't play as well this past Friday versus uh, a month and a half ago or whatever it was, but he was making some good saves out there. And you just felt that VGK was going to have opportunities and possibly something was coming. Wasn't nervous at all in the stand, just watching, relaxed, having a good time. But the game last night, I didn't feel the same thing. I didn't feel like, like maybe until about like eight, you know, seven or eight minutes left, you're kind of like, ah, oh, whatever, plenty of time, not going to overthink it. But really after that point forward, you're like, we're going to lose this game. Like there's no other way to say it. VGK is going to drop this game. It just didn't, didn't have that punch. Didn't have that. The, didn't look, I don't know if desire is the right way to say it. I mean, that's more of a Cassidy question, but it just didn't look like VGK was going to have enough in the tank to make a push for a good chance in the end of the game. And that's unfortunate. And now, um, uh, Cassidy did mention the tougher of the two games is actually the Anaheim game. That was Cassidy's quote. I think he mentioned that in the pregame, and then he doubled down on his statement postgame. The first game back is more adrenaline, and then the second game back, you got to recharge the batteries quickly and get back out there. So tonight is the game that maybe Cassidy is more concerned about. Uh, it's almost a certainty we're going to get Aiden Hill tonight, which is Aiden's been solid. So hopefully Aiden can uh, weather the you know, the storm for the first half of the game, I think. And hopefully VGK can steal a couple of goals. The day started out. I saw, and I was watching the presser with uh, Alec at the, after the pregame skate, Alec Martinez kind of said a tone, an odd tone in my estimation. And that he was saying, you know, we're coming off the holiday and, you know, you just have to deal with whatever schedules in front of you. It's not like, again, they're changing time zones to go and play a game. They were just a quick jaunt, and they flew in on the day of the game. I don't know if that was right or wrong, what have you, but they went to L.A. yesterday. Pretty common, right? And then tonight, I mean, after the game last night, they took the hour-plus drive, you know, just down the 415, and they they get into Anaheim at a good hour where they could sleep, recharge their batteries and I, I don't I, I just couldn't understand that tone going into a back-to-back where I think it's kind of easy I, I think it's in I mean tonight should be a layup for the Vegas Golden Knights they should win this game and they should have put a lot more emphasis I felt on the front end did they so come out flat before I pull it up Tony what do we think uh what are we thinking for a line in tonight's game like, is this like a minus, minus 300 road t- type situation? Or are we like minus, minus 25? No, it's got to be. It's got to be over two bills. It has to be over 200. Because like 220 range, maybe? It could, because it's supposed to be Gibson. 220 even feels short, doesn't it? Yeah, it's supposed to be Gibson, who's lost 15 times to the Vegas Golden Knights, more than any goaltender. That's awesome. All right, so according to STN, minus 185, Tony. That's short. That is a little short. That's a little short. But again, we have basically our what defensemen are we going to be down to tonight? So you have your top six. Ben Hutton was seven. Miramanov was eight. And yeah, so I mean, you got defensemen seven and eight out there tonight, right? And possibly nine, if uh, you know, depending on what happens with Martinez, right? So, Correct. you know, who knows? Who knows? I mean, I don't think he'll be back tonight. I, I just have a feeling that I, I doubt it. I would doubt that. I, I'm sure Miramanov is fine. I would hope, but um, yeah, I don't know. Tough times. I mean, tough times when things are great. When when the team is healthy, thirteen and three in a nine game winning streak. When the team isn't healthy, we're you know we're struggling to, to play five hundred hockey right now. Call it what it is, friends. 
Coming up next, uh, we're going to talk about Laurent Brossois. He is on the comeback trail with the AHL Silver Knights. And we'll get to uh, talking about him when we return right here on Locked On Golden Knights. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting information for stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From pro football to college bowl season to basketball and the NHL, we've got it all handled at BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline. And we are always the fastest and easiest way to get your sports betting information. You can get your fix right there. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn a lot more. Bet online where the game starts. Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Knights. And thank you for making Lockdown Golden Knights your first listen each and every day. And make sure to check out Lockdown Sports today. The biggest stories around the sports world in 20 minutes or less plus instant reactions, game recaps, lockdowns, take of the day, and much, much more, all available on the YouTube channel and wherever you get your podcasts. Tony Cardasco and Chris Bollock from Las Vegas. So we were mentioning that the Silver Knights have a game tonight in San Diego against the Gulls. And Laurent Brassois, let's talk about his comeback. He's been playing very well lately. They had uh, a nice story about him on ahl.com yesterday uh, and he's coming off of a couple of surgeries which you know very difficult ones because it all began in his uh, mind with a lower abdominal issue which then caused a lot of stress on his hip and so he had to have uh, a couple of surgeries and his rehab assignment is with the silver knights and he started off on the wrong foot and we blasted him forward with five uh, goals on think on 25 shots i think four shots first. four shots yeah <laughs> on four shots you were there you drank a shot for every shot that went through Ooh. that went into the net so they play the goals tonight um he was the ahl player of the week he posted the back-to-back shutouts earlier this month his record is five six and one and he's got a 2.35 now goals against average so he's really rebounded well and the biggest question i think is 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 Logan Thompson fading a little bit? So before we get to that, I want to highlight one thing in this article here. Um, and you kind of started. So here's the quote from Brassois, and we'll get to LT in a second here. After I hurt my lower ab, we'll call it last season, is how he said it. We'll call it last season. So this has been a problem for a lot longer than last season. I'll tell you that confidently right now, just by that statement. So put pressure on the hip. Then the hip gave out. Then the back took over. Then the back took over. So the back, his his back was compensating for his lack of mobility in his hip, is what he's saying there. Then the back gave out. Nothing I can do to compensate for that. So basically, he did what he could for as long as he could last season. His body just basically gave him the finger and said, "We're done." So credit Brassois for everything he has been through and the fact that he is getting himself to an NHL caliber goalie again. I mean, he basically. He had to reinvent himself last year with all these injuries to get through it, right? And then he does that, and he was okay. I mean, obviously, you can see where the decline was, and you add his declining health with his upward trend in games played because of the situation with Robin Leonard. It was just such a bad situation, so it's very good to see him working his way back, and it's good that we have another tool in our tool belt that at some point, I mean, folks, you see what's happening with our forwards and defensemen. We're fortunate that our goalies have not experienced the same 
the same bad luck as far as injuries go yet. I say yet because, you know, 40-plus games to go, so any given point, something could, may, may, could happen. Is Logan Thompson fading? Um, I don't know. I mean, he's a rookie, so I think we have to make sure we remember that, and he's going to remind us of that. I don't think he did anything last game to tell us he was fading, right? I mean, you watch all three of those goals. I'm not sure what more he could have done. And he made an incredible, like, this save off the skate that I caught off a replay of. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was yeah. phenomenal, that that stretch across right there. <laughs> yeah. um, he finds ways to keep the team in the game. And even the game on Friday night where he gave up those three goals pretty fast, unfortunately, um, all of them in the second period, like eight minutes apart, He still made the other saves to keep the team in the game. So to say he's fading, I think that's a little harsh. To say he's a rookie experiencing what a rookie is going to go through over the course of a long season, I think is a a little fair assessment to offer because he's earned the benefit of the doubt. He's done nothing for us to come at him and say, oh, Logan Thompson, he's not winning games for us. Like he's without LT, you know, could Aiden Hill be doing what Aiden Hill is doing right now? I, I don't know. Um, you know, I, I suggested we trade LT, you know, and use him to ship someone like William Carlson. Imagine, uh, imagine where his team would be without William Carlson, Tony. No, imagine um, if LT was not our goalie, and all of a sudden we're looking at the Hutchinator, you know, Michael Hutchinson, uh, out there with uh, out there with Aiden Hill trying to slow these teams down. We'd have to win games five four every night, and that's a that's a tough recipe. So LT's doing the job right now. I don't think LT is fading, but I think he is showing his rookie colors, you know, a little bit, and that's fair. And there's one thing we've learned from LT. He has succeeded at every level at every moment of his career. And every time he gets elevated or has more responsibility on his plate, he does get the job done. Now, is he maybe plateaued a little bit for right now? That's a fair assessment we can make, but that doesn't mean he's not going to get better. He's going to learn and he's going to find a way to succeed even stronger in the days, weeks, months to come. And, I mean, he's our number one right now. He is our number one. I don't think that's going to change for a, a few seasons. LT could be our, our be the man for four or five years until nah, – I'm not going to make a joke – but um, until he's not. So, you know, Robin Leonard looming next year. Who, who knows what's going to happen there. But LT's the man. He deserves every bit of credit, and he deserves the benefit of the doubt for a long time. Okay. So, Laurent Brossois, how soon do you think we see him come up to the NHL level? <laughs> um, again, they can put, for paper's sake, you know, uh, they could uh, send down Logan Thompson to give him a chance, to give him an opportunity. Talking about all these games consecutively for the Vegas Golden Knights. Tough schedule here as we uh, go into the new year. So do they bring him up? I, I still feel they, they will bring him up relatively soon to just see either again, as you mentioned, to shop him around, showcase him, or just to see if he really truly is back, you know, in, in form. I think you need to do it. I think you need to do it somewhat soon Um, because teams right now are putting together their playoff roster, at least on their, in their war rooms and things like that. You know, they're assessing their situations and teams that have goaltending trouble can use a nice insurance policy like Persuade, who is getting the job done right now. Um, You know, the choice is going to be, do, does VGK keep the security blanket or do they roll the dice and trade him for, you know, possibly, something that can either help us now or down the road as far as prospects and draft picks go. But I do think we need to see him on the ice. I think that would be helpful for everybody. And it doesn't have to be necessarily a showcase or a see what you got. It could be both. It could be, Hey, you know, play an NHL game, have fun. Let's see how this, let's see how this works out. Um, As far as long-term, 
these three goalies in our stable are is too many. Aiden Hill, I think it's just a one-year deal, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. I'm it pretty is, sure uh, Aiden Hill is. is a one-year deal. So, you know, and I think, is this Brassois' final year of his contract too? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, so it was, it was a two-year contract, right? It was two years, I believe. I so believe I is. feel about yeah. 68.7% certainty on that one, Tony. So, you know, we'll see how it all shakes out. And there's one, uh, my original point I wanted to make, I'm glad it just came back to me. There's a plan. And what I mean when there's a plan is we see how the goalie rotation goes. You know, they stuck to this plan all the way until it was the game on the Tuesday night, what, a couple weeks ago, Tony, where we felt Aiden Hill got a quicker turnaround where they were ham and egging it up, right? Ham and egging it up where they started uh, the the Buffalo game, right? I believe Aiden Hill started that game that night. So that was the one spot where we feel like they deviated from the plan. So my point here is there is a plan with all three of these goalies right now. And McCrimmon and or Cassidy and or McPhee, probably not fully, but the other three, he's busy with the soccer team. But the other three, we know there is a plan. I'm sure there's a circle date somewhere on the calendar where we're going to see Brassois play an NHL game. And maybe that'll be a fun little uh, dart we can throw here later in this segment or uh, a future show. Yeah, definitely. We've got a ton. I'm already storing things up for what the Friday because I got blasted yesterday that I have absolutely no inside information that Bill Foley has pets with this team. That's another story for another As well with this team? He's got pets. Oh, preferential treatment. You know, he's definitely. That's any business. That's any business. But yeah. Okay. So LT, uh, is he losing confidence with? now all these injuries with defensemen so he doesn't have that first line of defensemen in front of him so maybe you could lose confidence or not be as sure so sure as you were in the past with those front liners right there at your disposal right there I mean minus you know a lot of the pucks do not get to the net because of Alec Martinez let's face it right and now you know he's out of the lineup and um, how are they playing in front of LT and does he affect his confidence LT is a warrior and LT, I think, what's the best way to use this? I think he excels when things get tougher. I think he welcomes the challenge. I think he welcomes the opportunity. I think he looks at moments like this as a chance for him to lead the team. Uh, just the same mindset he gets when it when it's shootout time, right? He's competitive. He puts a lot of extra effort into that where many, many other goalies might not which doesn't only help LT get better, but it helps our forwards get better. And all of a sudden we're uh, having a decent shootout record after last year. That was one of the, uh, one of the key ingredients, if you will, that, that did end up costing us a, a playoff run that would have been short. We, we can concede that at this point, but it did, con- it did cost us an opportunity, not the only factor, but one of many factors that kept us out of the playoffs. But I think LT is looking at this as an opportunity to help, as an opportunity to lead. And Aiden Hill, I, now Aiden Hill, maybe he looks at it a bit differently because he, I don't know how him, like his character is versus Logan Thompson's not knocking Aiden Hill whatsoever. I, I love the dude. I, I love all my interactions with him, either, uh, you know, in front of the camera, if you will, or, or behind the camera, the few times I've, I've gotten to, to shoot the shoot the breeze with him. I, I love the dude. He's, he's a lot of fun. Um, but how does that transfer over to, you know, hey, go get him without your fourth, fifth, and or without your, let's see, second for Theodore and maybe fourth in White Cloud. And then now all these other players are going down too. Like, it's a tough spot for a goalie. And hopefully Aiden Hill can have the same perspective that I believe 
believe, I don't know, that I believe Logan Thompson has is, hey, follow me, boys. I got you. I'm going to I'm gonna make my saves, and I'm going to give you guys a shot. I'm going to make a couple extra tonight, so uh, let, let's get the W tonight, boys. Let's go. Okay, coming up next, uh, VGK does, in fact, visit Anaheim, the tail end of the back-to-back, and we scout the Ducks. There's not Tough much schedule. scouting here Tough schedule. <laughs> to Tough report schedule. on. Really, it's a difficult schedule coming back from a breezy holiday here in Las Vegas. We're going to return with more right after this on Lockdown Golden Knights. Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Hey, if you have not yet, please make sure to check out our YouTube channel. Our goal by the end of this week is 300 subscribers. Thousand, Where thousand, we 3,000, 3,000. 3,000. Okay, by the end of the week, though, 300 for starters. 300 will be good. Maybe we got there already. Let's give me, I'll, I'll tell you in about okay, you four can check point in on two that. seconds. Okay, let me let me start in then. Uh, that Let's talk about 290. That. We, need, we need 10. We need 10. All right, let's, get let's us 10. go. Come on. Do I hear 10? Do I hear 5? Do I hear 8? 7? Okay, uh, so we get the feeling that the Anaheim Ducks are a team that, let's say, is tailor-made for the back end of the back-to-back because – especially the fact that the Ducks, uh, again, they're not playing well, and they are expected to have John Gibson back off of the oh, injury list. Baby, let's he go. Was, he was out with an undisclosed injury. What did you call it before? Oldness? Perhaps that was it. That's what plagued him. Uh, so <laughs> he has more losses than any goaltender against the Vegas Golden Knights with 15. His record is 3-15-5. and five. I can't stop laughing. This is better than Martin PGK. Jones. Well, why? Right. Exactly. Uh, is, does he get pulled? Is there a prop bet out there? This would be good. Ooh. So here you go, Tony. More importantly, okay. right? You, yeah. you want to talk about this lovely schedule. We have Nashville on Saturday for our noon year's Eve game. Guess where Nashville plays on Friday, Tony? Anaheim. And why do, why do teams, okay, the back-to-backs, this is the third back-to-back for the biggest Golden Knights, right? But how come teams will first play a roadie. Is that what they call it in hockey? A road game. Okay, why are they playing another road game? So Vegas gets them on the back end of the back-to-back as well. It is so damn fixed. It's absolutely fixed, man. How many – every team, <laughs> every team that plays a back-to-back, they don't start here in Vegas. They finish here on the tail end. It's incredible. So looking through – Anaheim just for the month. Oddly enough, they've defeated Carolina. They beat Edmonton on the road, and then they beat Montreal. That that's all the wins they have on the month. Losses to Dallas, Minnesota, Winnipeg, Ottawa. Lost seven nothing to Toronto. Yikes! Wow, they went back to back road games. Lost zero three and zero seven. You want you want to talk about a confidence crusher? There's your confidence crusher right there. So I mean, on the season, their record's terrible. I'm not even going to mention it. Uh, looking just at their stats and kind of who's got points and who's doing anything for this team, let's take a look here. Wow, Lucas Dostal is a 3.5 goals against. He's bouncing between San Diego and um, and Anaheim. John Gibson Stolars is, is a, out. What's Stolars that? Is out. Stolars is still out, though. He's out. In- yeah, no, I got you. I was going down just what they're showing okay. right now. Yeah, Stolars is 2-5 and five with a 4-0. And John Gibson, folks, let me tell you how John Gibson's start against VGK works. Those five games he beat VGK, right, Tony? He probably shut us out because that's John Gibson, right? John Gibson will be lights out for a period and a half maybe, right? Then he lets in one goal. And baseball term, 
no hitter in progress, five and a half, six innings in, someone gets a seeing eye hit, and then boom, the floodgates open. So that's how John, a typical John Gibson day against the VGK is. And NHL, maybe not just VGK. He'll do well, and then boom, something's going to happen, and all heck's going to break loose, and next thing you know, it's 6 nothing Vegas Golden Knights. And it's a Carl, it's a Carlson hat trick. Basically. Empty netter, too, to get the hat trick. Just Against his it. bad team. He does it all the time. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Troy Terry's 29 points. Zegras in at 25 points. Zegras, he's going to be a treat to watch. It's always nice to – I mean, live is better because you can you can focus in on him, but, you know, he's uh, he'll be out there. Mason McTavish, another youngster, six goals, 14 assists. Uh, Adam Henrique, 17 points. Like, I'm trying to – I'm trying to squeeze the lemons to make an, a, a nice uh, glass of lemonade, and I I can't. It's oh no no no. I'll give you some. Bad. I'll give you some lemon juice here. So I need a lot. The some former mar- ranger, some march of uh, salt too, please. <laughs> the former ranger Frankie Vitrano, uh, last twelve games, two goals and six assists. And John Klingberg, pretty interesting uh, there. He's had uh, three goals in his last ten games, but he started off miserably uh, with Anaheim. Seven million dollars. Yikes. I remember they signed him, yeah, to that deal from Dallas, and I thought John yeah, Gibson makes six point four million dollars. Good lord, <laughs> right? Uh, VGK won uh, four to nothing previously. Um, I saw something here though that caught my eye uh, against the Pacific Division. The Ducks are four five and one, and VGK in the Pacific is only five five and one. How about that? It's interesting because we keep mentioning about the fact that the Pacific is a little bit softer, call it what it is, as far as wins and losses goes. And some teams that you expect more from aren't doing it yet. Edmonton and Calgary, just to start, just to name a couple. And Seattle's also fading pretty fast. So the fact that they're five and five in the Pacific is interesting. And um, I believe Sinbin put this out. Cassidy had a very amazing record against the Pacific for a long time. Now, granted, you only play the teams in the Pacific from, you know, the other conference not too often. So the fact that he's slowing down a little bit against the Pacific is interesting. Now, again, you have to acknowledge the injuries. I'm not making an excuse, but they are something. And the bad ice. And the bad, and the bad ice. Yeah, the bad ice and the, and the bad schedule. The heavy and, ice. And all of that. So, you know, it, it's interesting to see. And, um I mean, like I said, this is a tough spot tonight. Yes, Anaheim, they got three wins in December, but it's a tough spot. It's a back-to-back. Our defense is decimated. And no Jack Eichel, maybe March or so, maybe not. We won't know until, probably until the, the pregame skates, uh, not, not not during the day, but not until uh, around 6.30 local time. So, you know, hopefully we get one of the two back. I Eichel's, Is Eichel on the trip or no, did they say? I don't think he's on the trick. No. Okay. We haven't heard one way or the other. So this and we might see situation, ben Hutton, right? We'll see Hutton probably. I gotta tonight. be Hutton. I, mean, I don't think they bring Korzak in for this game, but you never know. Um, a lot of, it's not an easy spot. It's not an easy spot. And the fact that VGK is only minus 185, Tony, when they probably should be minus 370 in a spot like this. I mean, if there's a home game, maybe 370, you know, the, the, the odds are, are kind of scary over under a six on this game. I don't know how I, feel about that i can i can make a case for vgk only potting two goals and winning two to one no different than vgk losing this game six to four and just a crazy weird track beat so i think i'd probably bet the over maybe i don't know if i if i prefer the over or taking the over individual props on each team to try and get a little more value out of it that's something i'd have to consider if i'm going to make any make that up if i'm going to make any bets the coffee folks I, i had an extra shot in there i'm sorry Okay, so uh, let's get our predictions in. I'm going oh, to say 
I'm going to say VGK wins this four to two. And I'm going to go with on our locks of the night. I'm going to go with Riley Smith and I'm going to go with Nick Waugh, who's been scoreless. Is it his last 10? Last 10 games? Is that it's it? been a while? It's been a yeah, while. Yeah, it's been a minute. So I think he's I've got the do factor. I had remember I picked McNabb one of those games a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> I thought he was gonna <laughs> first goal of 36 games. They were going, hey, first goal of the season. No, first he didn't score since last April, folks. Okay. In any event, <laughs> who right. are you taking tonight? Oh, and guess what? The power play unit for the VGK much improved will prevail because I think this month I saw a crazy statistic. I think per game, I think Anaheim is averaging 12 minutes per game in the box. I like it. That That's a, you know, that's a prop I wish. And I mean, I don't know how to say this. The Vegas books are so behind everything else in the country, as far as props and offerings and stuff like that. But I'll bet there's special teams props out there on other places to make wagers, probably bet online. I would probably guess Ben Online has stuff like that because, I mean, it's head over, you know, like moving forward from that before I get in trouble. Uh, VGK 6-5 shootout victory, just wild track meet game. Our defense is decimated. They got some players that can score. I just think this is going to be an ugly game, uglier than the Blues game. But, again, ugly wins are good wins, and they do counts. So if we can get this game to a shootout, although – uh, Trevor's egress in the shootout. That could be a treat to watch. He's uh he does good things blindfolded while while balls are flying at his head. Dodge right. balls, people. Stop it. Dodge balls, relax. I'm taking uh, I'm taking him to score a lacrosse goal too tonight. Oh, that'd be so much fun. God, what I see, uh, we got a second here. I feel like Phil Kessel like had the puck behind the net in the game. And I thought he was gonna go for it once. Like as crazy as that sounds, like there was a moment where he was all by himself for a second. I don't know if it was the, the Friday game or something like that, but uh, how how awesome! Just just picture Phil Kessel getting a lacrosse goal. What what happens besides the paramedics being called because half the the, the arena has a heart attack and needs assistance? That would be just remarkable. Would you pick see. your players, your locks. Yeah, we, we got a minute twenty twenty. You stop it. It's going to tell a funny story. Not oh, funny okay. Story. All right, let's go. Uh, let's go, Amadio, because he's just killing it lately, and Colasar just because. No, so I was up this morning at 3.30, of course. I should be up awake every morning at that time. I'm listening to WGR Radio in Buffalo, and Don Granado, the head coach of the Sabres, is on. And something that kind of struck me kind of strange or different was that he watches because they've had, you know, the shutdown there due to the snow. He's watching the juniors, and he's also watching all the VGK games. After the Buffalo game here, he wants to see how other teams prepare for the Vegas Golden Knights and if they had the right game plan against the Golden Knights. So he holds the Golden Knights in high esteem. So I thought it was kind of strange. We'll be back again tomorrow. Just a little kicker. That's oh, it's interesting. Kicker. It's interesting. Okay. Very interesting. And more interesting. I was up at 3.30. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you again tomorrow for my man, Chris Gallick, Tony Kardaska from Las Vegas on Locked On Golden Knights.